Another Catch-22, a huge decision. What would you do? Let's talk about it coming up. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Wow, what an episode. Yeah. I mean, I was just watching this, and I know you said that y'all were texting during the episode like, what? I... I was shouting expletives when I was watching this episode. How about you, Linda? It was really, really dark to yeah. me. It took yeah. me to a whole other place. Mm-hmm. Just wild. If you guys are here, we're breaking down Catch-22, the new miniseries on Hulu. We're talking episode five right now, which this series, I feel like, has just stepped it up. Every episode getting better. We're breaking tons of things down. Talking about that Catch-22, what do you do if you're yo-yo? Do you accept that and not fly again? Do you tattle and have to continue flying? Obviously, we got Shyskov coming back. We got the Eminem Enterprises really taking things to the next level. Thank you guys for joining it. I am your host, Michael Klaus, and again, I'm always happy to be joined by Linda and Janine. Thank you, guys. Hey, Hey, Michael. Hey. Okay, overall thoughts. We talked, it's dark, we're yelling expletives, but overall thoughts, what did you think about this? This was a really, really rough episode to watch. I know that, you know, episode four was a little bit lighter. We Mm -hmm. got a little bit of a reprieve Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. the heaviness. This one... I felt the same way I felt at the end of episode three when we were all like, what just happened with McWatt? I felt that way the entire episode this time. Well, I think that we talked about it a little bit in our text. Uh, last episode, we talked a lot about uh, women and the darkness and all of the things that were signs of the time. And for sure, we got a lot of that this episode. So it was really heavy to watch and a lot to deal with all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know death looming throughout the episode as well so it's that constant reminder of like we are in wartime Mm -hmm. we are in a very serious period and uh, and we talked about this at the very start of one of the early episodes one or two that you know the coloring and everything reflects it they did another great job of this it's very dark scenes a lot of stuff takes place at night gonna be breaking that down the first thing obviously this episode ended as a lot of them have with a cliffhanger you see the plane going down you see, did his friend make it out, not make it out? He's hanging from a parachute. Did you see this coming, that he was eventually going to get shot down on, you know, this is 51 or 52 number of missions that he's on? Um, I wasn't expecting him to get shot down. I didn't think that it would go without incident because mm-hmm. they built it up like he's gone through so many without getting hurt. Yeah. Um, I thought it was definitely an interesting choice to have him shot where he was shot. Right? Yeah, that uh they did they did they do a good job of explaining that's where it was without it being inappropriate. So I don't remember that from the book. So I can't speak to that, but whether that was just for the TV series or not, that was an interesting and bold choice. You don't remember? I think it was on page, uh, let's see here, it was 395, it said, Yo-Yo got shot in the balls. Yeah, there it is, third line down. Okay, so confirmed. But um, but yeah, I knew that something would happen, but I wasn't expecting the cliffhanger that happened at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Linda? Um, I think it was highly appropriate, and I think that they did it on, uh, strategically on purpose because he was sleeping with uh, his boss's wife. So mm-hmm. I think that that him having to go on these missions and thinking he was out and not being out, it was all strategic. You are going to get shot. 
whether it's the enemy or not, or who knows what happened, but it, it it's for a reason. And the reason is for the viewers to to know that you're being punished for your bad behavior. Hmm, so you see this as like a metaphorical, like you've been bad in life, now you get some punishment? Oh, the whole show is like that for sure. Yeah. I, I sort of felt that too, mm-hmm. but I also had completely forgotten about that sub story in mm. episode one because so much happened between now and then and so much happened in the rest of episode five that when George Clooney shows up, I didn't even remember that Yo-Yo had had slept with his wife. I was just wondering how he was going to get out of those missions. Hmm. So so much had happened. Do you think that Clooney's character Scheitzkopf or Cathcart that they feel guilty? Do you think they see this as like, oh, we made him go on another one? Crap, he just got shot down. No, I not at th- all. I don't think they'll feel guilty at all. I think Scheitzkopf. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline will be very pleased that his plan worked out the way that it did. Mm-hmm. And Cathcart is just going to be looking to save his own skin, honestly. Yeah, I don't think they feel bad at all either. Mm-hmm. I think that, again, it's all part of the bureaucracy of what military is and wartime mm-hmm. is. And I have a little bit of news and gossip about that. So I don't. I think they're doing their jobs, like I said, last episode that we were on. And they don't care. And I also think that they're, they're, if there are any personal feelings... It's personal to Yo-Yo specifically because of the things that they they see him as a troublemaker. I would hope that Cathcart breaks a little. I think they, they did a, a good job here of showing that emotion of Cathcart of being like, oh, we we can't we can't break it, and almost that like human side instead of being just like all the way pushy, all the way pushy, and like, no, this is how it is, this is how it is, this is how it is. But do you think that's because he? grew a heart magically or do you think that's because he was so concerned that yo-yo would come out and share what went down in rome well i think there's still that possibility that like again you you have to please yo-yo yo-yo you have to you have to be able to give him something because he's giving you something right back Mm -hmm. and we're Mm going to talk about what happened in rome but first i want to shout out after buzz tv which we're here we're on after buzz if you're watching this we're appreciative of you watching would love you maybe take that next step of just giving the thumbs up hit that like button maybe hit that big red subscribe button (laughs) and what you can get from that is not a bunch of emails all that totally optional you can control how much content we maybe want to send you but what you will get is a bunch of content almost any show that is on youtube or netflix or hulu or tv Showtime, stars, we cover all of the shows. And then you can come right here afterwards and talk with people literally from around the world. It is an incredible environment. There's no other place like this that you can go to be able to get this amount of content over a hundred hours of week and be able to talk with people literally from around the world, be able to join in the discussion forum, ask questions. We have celebrities, stars of the shows, writers, directors. You're able to get inside access to the shows that you love, the shows that you watch every single day. We have over a dozen different channels here to be able to cover all of your favorite shows. So go check them out. Go like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. We give all of this to you guys for free. Just show us some love back. 
That's all we're wondering. Yo-Yo definitely just overall did not get a lot of love. And there just wasn't a lot of love overall in this episode. No, there really mm. was not. And mm-hmm. I don't think that his comrades, his, you know, military buddies were very, you know, empathetic or understanding either. It just felt like he was very much alone in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also... So my take on, on this episode was... Uh, each episode, he's lost someone, whether it's someone that was close mm-hmm. to him or someone that he was just getting to know. And I think that he needed to take this journey, especially because Nately died last episode. Mm-hmm. So having to go to room, whether he was allowed to or not, he was going to make that journey and he was going to make sure that he honored Nately and his quote unquote fiance. Yeah, this all. So, s- oh, can you go? go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it just all sets up the, the new Catch 22. Of like what? Do you, what do you do? The decision. Well, and that's I think the growth of the character is that you see him being cowardly in wanting to get out of war, but then you mm. also see him being strong in realizing that at the end of the day, he's not going to ever get out of the war unless he dies, and and he sees that with all the people that he's lost, and he said that he. Or comes back and he's like, yo, our plane went down again. We got everyone out. But, you know, I got everyone on an inflatable and we're good. And then he was like, well, you know, uh, Samson's gone. Nately's gone. Dunbar's gone. McWatt is gone. And that set him up for this Rome trip to honor Nately. So I think that this journey of him being alone, he realizes that, yeah, you're family in war, but at the end of the day, it's just really about you and you alone, and you may not come out alive. And, yeah, so it was it was very dark. It's come a full circle that you have to protect number one. Yep. Yeah. Beautifully said, Linda. Thanks. That was very well said. Did you guys think that he was going to get in trouble in Rome? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know how that was going to shake out. I feel like I say that about everything. I had a, a feeling that they would get... Wounded, or I had a with the questionable decisions that he's been making. He, yes, he's a complicated man. Um, no, there was no way that he was going to get away with disobeying. Mm -hmm. Um, I sort of was expecting it, I think, when he returned, Mm -hmm. that he was going to walk into a trap, a lot of angry people, um, you know, 10 more missions, Mm -hmm. punishment. Um, but I was pretty shocked when he got arrested and how all that played he out. He definitely went to find closure, too, and he got, like, the complete opposite Yeah, he of got closure. a world of hurt yeah, in response. everything happening with Arfie. I mean, the, the whole scene there where they had the beating of the dog, the murder of the girl by Arfie after the rape, the corruption of the military police, Clara's sister, we don't even know where he went. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, another, and another, as as yeah, DJ Khaled said, and another one, and another one. Yes, the hits just kept coming, and all of it was collectively and more exponentially upsetting. Each one built on the next. I think for me, the part that was uh, the saddest is when he runs into Anaz, Clara's sister, mm. and for me, he's seeing the effects on the opposite end of war so there's no one there because there's no one there because you've bombed the city and everyone's dead and that's why you can't find her that's why you don't know where she is and this poor girl is trying to translate in Italian like do you know where my sister is and he's also looking for Clara and they both are looking and she's thinking that 
she's going to have to do a sex act. And yes. she's like, I don't even know how to do that. I can use my hands. And I, I felt for her because you also knew that that was going to be her future because mm. she has no one now. Her sister was her her protector, her provider. And now her sister is dead, presumably because, you know, they've bombed the city. And he gives the ring that Nately was going to give. Mm-hmm. And that's probably going to feed her for how, however long. But the inevitable is the inevitable. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was a really powerful moment that was in conjunction with knowing that his friend, he goes back and like you said, with uh, the beating of the dog and and not valuing life whatsoever, whether it's human life or animal life or whatever the case may be. And then you see the dead girl on the ground and he puts two and two together. And I just want to say one more thing before I get off my soapbox, you guys. So when no, he comes back out. and the American <laughs> uh, soldiers come and we see that he, get, he gets arrested. So you value the American soldier and the work that mm-hmm. he's going to do and the missions that he has to complete over uh, quote-unquote Italian civilian life who has been raped and murdered and is lying on the ground. And I thought that that was really sad. And aside of the times... Uh, we talked a little bit of, about it last week, but again, I think it's worth me- worth mentioning the sign that, you know, we are in such a different culture and where women stood and how they're, they were just thrown to the side. And, and I, it brings a tear to my eyes right now because that was not dealt with mm-hmm. and that's how it was. And if, and if I just bring it to present day and what's going on all across the U.S. right now, especially with, like, the abortion laws and things that are happening, like, you know, these women's issues have been issues from the beginning of time, and it's sad to me. Well, you're trying to cover, I mean, he says, uh, Cathcart says, he can't hurt the reputation of the 157th, Mm -hmm. and it's a pride thing, and it's a pride thing that's been there the last, it's, that pride, as I say, pride cometh before a fall, and pride is the thing that has been there the last 2,000 years, that people, there's pride right now when you're on Instagram, and you're like, oh, I can't can't show something real. I have to show this perfect life, and I'm out with my friends, and I'm doing this, and it's that pride thing. And is maybe that is an American thing. Maybe that's worldwide. But it's really telling that he was so concerned about his group's uh, image with mm-hmm. the other Americans and within the military, but not at all with how this reflects not only on his soldiers, his troop, but as. Americans in general that uh, a woman can be treated like that, that they are above any sort of penalty or mm-hmm. persecution. Yes. Um, I thought the the most heart-wrenching part was that she was laying there and that no one was covering her. I thought Yo-Yo was um, covering her with his jacket was a little bit of salvaging mm-hmm. that because he was the only one in the whole group that did the right thing and, and did the respectful thing and covering her up. But it was just, I mean, incidents like that just keep perpetuating the conflict because yep. that whole community is now going to see, you know, our whole country as the perpetrators, never the of heroes, tragedy. Yeah. the perpetrators of tragedy in yep. all senses. Yeah, You almost wonder if Arfi had seen this happen with someone else before. Because he almost seemed too calm. 
of like, I know what's going to happen. I know I'm not going to get in trouble. And that is even maybe the sadder part of me. Like, th- this definitely wasn't the first time. Yeah, it wasn't something that he's seen before. It's something that he's done before. Yeah. He's been in at other brothels and have done it. It's gotten away with it mm-hmm. and knows that his... Um, they need him more mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, and also in the chaos of wartime, priorities are completely different. Yeah. Right? So so for him, I mean, I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if his thought process about joining and or, or listing in the first place had something to do with the fact that he would be able to do this mm-hmm. and and there would be no repercussions. Yeah. Well, yeah, certainly, especially in yeah, the 30s and 40s. I mean, uh, even now we're still dealing with like the what it means to be masculine. And, and especially it is an innate thing in men of like you want to conquer, you want to be a conqueror. Uh, and that was so much prevalent back then. And again, yeah, you're in wartime. You're you're feeling that even more. You you have to win. It's all about winning. Mm-hmm. There, there there is no losing. And so yeah, definitely. And the the sad thing is that carries on. Then like, these issues and emotions boil over, and then it will hurt you here, but then it will hurt you when you realize that it's bad, and then later down the line. Um, would you guys? I would you have taken the deal? Would it? Or would you have been taking the deal? And I would hope that it's a no for all of us. Of like, no, I want to make sure that the truth comes out versus me being able to leave. Would you have taken the deal? And would it have been hard to say yes or no? So I want to believe that I would say no, but I understand why he took it. In mm-hmm. that they have not held up any of their promises in any other circumstance. So um, you know, he, he would not feel like if he said something if he took that personal risk that anything would come of it it would just be buried i personally would hope that he would come back to the states and sound the alarm and let it be known i don't think that that's ultimately how it Hmm. shakes out but i think if it were me personally i would want to stay alive so that I could still get that to be known. Because they would not do... I know that they would not follow up mm-hmm. with that whatsoever. Agreed. I mean, the only thing I can add to that is that he already knows, and I keep saying the same thing because it really is about this, um, he knows that the bureaucracy of the military is not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. So save yourself. And unfortunately, he's realizing that that's what it's all about. And so he wants to get out alive. He knows that he's not going to just be discharged. He's not going to have enough missions. So he's going to do what he needs to do to survive. And I thought it was really important that, you know, what he really wanted was to talk to Milo because he knows that Milo is the only one that really can help him because Mm -hmm. Milo can move outside of the bureaucracy. Milo is actually connected to people. And Milo is the one that... Um, with his black market business can actually make some things happen. And we see that in the green zone when when Milo shows up and you have you have his bosses already there, not knowing what to do and telling him, do this, do that, and we'll make sure and promising him all these things. And Milo's like, you guys aren't even supposed to be here. You guys have four minutes to get out of here mm-hmm. or we're all dead. So it just it just shows. So to answer your question, if I was him, I'd probably have done the same thing. And hopefully, like you said, gone back to the U.S. and you know, tried to make some things happen. Yeah. I definitely think this was setting up with Milo. He, he And we talked about this, in, in, I think, in the last episode, where it was, 
I know I'm not going to reach my mission quota. My way out is not that way out. I realized from the start that that was not my way out, that I'm using my gifts and using, you know, a different strategy. And I think Yo-Yo is definitely seeing that. And again, he offers him the partnership in this. I, you know, I want, you're my best friend. He literally says, quote, you're my best friend, offers him to be a partner. And I just went, it's too little too late, you know, with him going down. Of uh, I, I would think his flying is over. I think you're on medical leave enough getting hit in the balls. <laughs> but if anyone were to go looking for him or be able to have the pull to save him, it would be Milo. Mm-hmm. That was really, really opportune timing. We will see that sort of play out, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that him saying that, you know, you're a shareholder in this and I want you to be a full-on partner, that was a very important line in the series. Mm-hmm. I also think that when um, he comes back and we know that Scheitzkopf, uh is, is, like, in town and he's talking to Nurse Duckett because last episode we found out that he thinks that she's the only sane person there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she says to him, well, I signed up. You can't just leave. I think that that was an important part, too, because, again, he this whole... So far, this whole season, is all these five episodes, all we've seen is him wanting to leave. And with all the death around him and everything that happened in Rome, I really thought this was the... What's the word I'm looking for? Penultimate. Penultimate oh. episode where everything comes to a head. And I think that it's going to all shake out in episode six. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the return of Scheitzkopf. Mm-hmm. Did any of you see that coming? Yes and no. Because we knew that George Clooney appears in more episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. That came out of left field. But he was so good. He really commanded the scenes. Yeah, because he's mm-hmm. a superstar. He's a superstar. But he even is. as a superstar general, like he had complete control over that situation. He was diabolical in not revealing <laughs> his true intentions until just the perfect Ooh, opportunity. Just as he's leaving. Great line. By the way, my wife says hi. Oh. I mean... Masterful. Oh. Masterful. Drop the mic. Oh, I mean, and I think that that is in line with how big business works. You know, you think it's about this thing, but it really is about this thing. So when they tell you not to burn any bridges, you guys, don't burn any bridges because you never even know who's who and what's what and why they're doing what they're doing. And this was a perfect example of that. The perfect example. I love Cathcart too said he's overseeing the Mediterranean theater. He's not going to be overseeing the base. I'm still doing that. <laughs> he was not no, having that. No, no. no. He, he was, was like, like, I'm going to set the record straight. straight. I'm running the whole show. Mm-hmm. It's so. It was so interesting to see the, the humility that Cathcart had to use, whereas before he's always been like, this is what I'm doing. We're raising the mission. I'm in charge. To almost taking a backseat and really his tail going between the legs. Yeah, he de- tail between the legs is the perfect way to describe it. He almost was like childlike. Mm-hmm. in his responses he was very nervous mm-hmm. he was the top dog before and then he got demoted to almost like a scared kid yeah but 
you guys, that, that's how the military works. It's all about <laughs> structure. It's all about ranking. That's why you want to be the big mm-hmm. dog, and you can't question anything. That's why they hoard all these people in, and they put them all in line, and they say, okay, you're this, you're this, you're this, and that's all you know. So when your big boss comes, you're not questioning what he says, and that's why when George Clooney came in and he was like the big captain, he seemed like the big dog, and anything that he said went. But then... I mean, as you guys move on, you'll see that there's everyone always has another boss. And when you have another boss, everyone falls into line, especially in the military. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was entertaining to watch. Him yeah, it, it sort of crumble. Mm-hmm. He crumbled. And like a wet piece of paper. Yeah. It's not crumble. That's I was going like to say, a, I don't like, know like if that works for he crumbling. Wilted. He wilted. Crumbled is like a uh, dry piece of cornbread. Perfect. He, yeah, mm. half cart the cornbread. Ooh, yeah. look at that. <laughs> I'm excited to, to talk about you know <laughs> what we see coming up in the next episode, but that is for our predictions. Can I say mm-hmm. one more thing? Segment. Absolutely, go for it. <laughs> I really, I think it's also important in this episode that Yo-Yo and Or are paired up now mm. um, because, you know, Or has been very lucky in his missions, and we can't really say the same about Yo-Yo. So moving into episode six, I think that that's really important as well because Hmm. everyone that Yo-Yo knows and has flown with has died. Yeah, or has been a loose cannon too, Mm -hmm. but it's been uh, successful. He's taken the risks that have been successful for him, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's exactly what Yo-Yo will need while he's trying to traverse, you know, enemy territory on the ground being shot. And I thought about it because he's only 18. And I thought about, think about when you're 18. That's the perfect part. You're young, you're male, and you have no fear. That's the perfect Mm -hmm. age to go out and do everything and anything and have that attitude, like the nonchalant, like I can do it all because you believe you can do it all. Hey, Mm -hmm. we can do it all. Just because we're not 18 in males in your case, but we can still do it all. Travel we, the world, do what you want. We absolutely can, but I'm going to choose not to be a bombardier. Mm, but you can choose to say it right, which I you did. Thank to goodness. Say it right. Look at that. Do you just get like a little win, like ding, ding, ding mm-hmm. in your head? Mm-hmm. Say it again. Bombardier. Awesome. Say it three times fast. Bombardier, bombardier, bombardier. Wow, you have been you practicing. It. I have. It's embarrassing, but I have. You've been practicing. <laughs> and you know what else you've been doing? You've been providing us some amazing special segments. This is honestly the highlight of each one of these shows is wow. to be able to hear from these incredible heroes. Again, the greatest generation. Also to be able to see their incredible faces up there. And I know we got another one tonight. Yeah, we have an amazing one tonight. Um, so this is the off-screen heroes segment, and I'm really excited to tell you guys a little bit about Joseph Sukup. Sukup. Yes. Sukup. Mm-hmm. Joseph. Joseph the uh, Bombardier. We're just going to call him Joe. Joseph. Yeah, there you go. Joe, um, who, if you're watching the uh, the YouTube stream, um, he's on screen. Look at that charming dumpling oh. face. Um, so he, this man is a hero and hardcore. So he was the son of Czech immigrants who enrolled in the Army Air Corps. And then after the outbreak of World War II, he was actually stationed in North Africa and Italy and became a bombardier and a nose gunner on airplanes very much like what Yo-Yo and his comrades are on. Um, so his family members have said that his war record included nearly 50 combat missions. And wow. when he was flying over Love Munich it. one day, he was actually shot down. 
And when he landed on the ground, he had a broken femur, but he was rescued by the Germans just long enough to get put into a prisoner of war camp in Poland. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, he is at the prisoner of war camp. The Soviets are coming to try and liberate that region and free the prisoners of war. So the Germans made all of the prisoners of war start marching. And um, he actually was able to sneak away and escape and hid in forests and marched himself to allied lines for 23 days. He walked a total of 150 miles um, escaping the Germans. Yeah. For 23 days. And then after the war, he ended up going back to school and became a math teacher and had a very normal life. Ended up marrying his sweetheart when he came home. Um, They were married for 66 years until both of them passed away. He passed away in 2015. But can you imagine being by yourself in war-torn Poland uh, and walking yourself 150 miles over the course of three weeks. So so today I had a hangnail and I, it it was, it like, it was really bugging me and I got it. So I kind of feel like I know the pain and the satisfaction that he went through. You have to stop talking right now immediately. (laughs) If not sooner, Michael, stop talking about your hangnail. Oh my goodness. 150 miles after being shot down in a concentration camp, like, Incredible, incredible and, human being, and then devoted the rest of his life to teaching math to kids. Yeah. I, what an amazing human, and, and I thought it was so appropriate also for this episode, um, because, you know, I'm Yo-Yo and, and we're experiencing something quite similar, so we'll see how that shakes out in the next episode. And the episode. incredible part of that is, yes, he lived the normal life, but he chose to live a normal life and not to be like, well, look what I did, look at mm-hmm. all this. Selfie flying out of like no, he chose to. Do, he he realized, and it was also just the time of you know that century of, this is what you're called to do. Mm-hmm. This is what you know if you're wanting the rights to become with a citizen of this country and to be able to be you know continue the the American dream and the freedom that everyone else has to do that everyone else received. This is what you have to do. And so that is the incredible part about that is he did all this and he was like, also, I'm going to become a teacher because I want to be able to help people because that's just what you need to do. That is honestly the biggest thing that I miss about like that whole attitude of people was like, this is what I have to do for my country. As Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Yeah, there seems to be a humility Mm -hmm. um, and a sense of service that you don't really hear too much about today. And um, I think that's also just absolutely incredible that you can go through something which I'm sure was incredibly scary and traumatic Mm -hmm. and still be able to move forward and contribute to your community. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Also incredible is our news tonight. News and gossip. So guys, uh, I just want to say I'm a huge George Clooney fan. (laughs) We haven't really gotten that no. sense. I appreciate you telling us. I mean, for real, for real. And after this, Shocked. it's just for real, for real. So I have a little bit of uh, some behind the scenes. So as we know that he has uh, not only executive produced, but he has uh, directed a couple of the episodes of the six episodes. He's directed two of them. So here we oh, see Austin Stowell and Christopher Abbott taking direction from George Clooney. 
And uh, I love how George is, like you said last time, too, with our behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Super casual. Even though it's a period piece, you see that he's just he's doing his own thing. If you guys are listening, by the way, on iTunes, make sure you come check out the, the video on YouTube because you can see this image. You can obviously see Joe that we just talked about. Uh, incredible photos from behind the scenes. Yes. So as we know, uh, he was going to play... Uh, a different part originally, but he ends up playing General uh, Shyshkov, who makes very brief but very memorable appearances, guys, don't you think? Like, (laughs) he really steals the show every Mm -hmm. time he steps in front of the camera. So, what inspires Shyshkov mostly was the English translation, which is, and I can't say it, but beep, beep, head. In German, that's what it means in, in German, where I just find that that is hysterical and right up the alley for this entire show. I like the self-beeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to say it so badly, but I was like, oh, cat TV. <laughs> so mm-hmm. fill in the blanks. But that's what his name means in German when you translate it to English. Yeah. So that's that's really all you need to know about that character. Guys, we are five episodes in. Friday, Friday, today, tomorrow, whenever you watch it. uh, Catch 22, May 17th. I'm super, super excited about this series. And I know that you guys will be too. I almost don't want to watch the next episode because then it will be over. I know. Yeah. I'm not ready for it to be like over. that's the the blessing and the curse of having it like it is here on Hulu of being streaming and like you can just watch it, watch watch and then you're like it gives you what? a time to reflect but you're then like yeah now now what well now what is the question that we're asking because we're in the predictions segment of the show unless you have another news story I have which a couple I of can, <laughs> two right. other news things and I'll be really oh, quickly so real quick uh, they call Yo Yo a coward. And I think that that's the struggle in this series. Is he a coward and is he, is he trying to get out of wartime? Or is he the only sane person in this wartime? And I think that that's the question here. So uh, we already know that the war is basically over. The Germans are on the run. So there's really nothing left to quote unquote fight. So what are we really fighting? I want you guys to think about that as we move into episode six. And last but not least, uh, if we remember our very first episode, guys, and if you haven't seen it, go back to the very first episode, watch it and watch our after show. Uh, Yo-Yo talks about God's plan. And in the book, this is really, really important. Like, everything happens because God has a reason and God's plan. And if you go to 189, uh, in the book of Catch-22, this is going to become really, really important for the overall part of the series. And I'll just read it really quickly in the beginning. It's the first uh, paragraph. It says, I'll see you and want in my short lifetime and won't be able to go to bed with even once. Be thankful you're healthy. Be bitter you're not going to stay that way. Be glad you're even alive. Be furious you're not going to die. Things could be much worse, she cried. They could be one hell of a lot better, he answered. And if you remember that from the first episode, Ooh. it was paraphrased, but that's going to put the whole series in perspective. And that's my news mm. and gossip. I can really resonate with all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really powerful. I'm going to be thinking about that for yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be good as we uh, head into episode <coughs> six. I'm really curious to see what you guys think. What's, what's going to happen? Well, obviously, he was he was shot down. We see him just floating there. It almost looks like he's about to pass out, maybe from lack of blood. What do we think is going to happen? Janine? 
Well, they are obviously now, going to have to. Ooh, predictions. So they're obviously going to have to find a way to not only keep uh, what's left of uh, Yo-Yo kind of pieced together until he can get some serious medical help. I'm choosing my words carefully here. Mm, mm-hmm. um, but I think that they are going to work their way back to camp. Um, and I, I honestly see this series wrapping with him still in this cycle, that the missions will never end. And that's just the way it's supposed to be. I don't mm-hmm. think it's supposed to be tied up neatly with a bow. Hmm. Linda? I agree with you 100%. I think that uh, in the last episode, they are going to definitely tie up some loose ends. But because war is never ending, which I have to say that I said way back when, whether you're in an active war or a passive war. So I think he's going to be stuck in the loop. But I think he's going to be wiser because of it. Yeah, there's there it's crazy. Like they think it's like six episodes and you see a show differently when it's only six episodes because you're like they have to do so much in so little amount of time. And I feel like yeah, there is so much open right now that they won't be able to close everything. You won't have, you know, to know what happened with Shyskoff and his wife. You might not, you know, be able to have Yo-Yo go back home and be able to have that closure between him and Cathcart and Shyskoff. And, like, there are definitely going to be some openings. So I think that is definitely the case. Are they uh, calling this an anthology? I haven't heard that. I haven't then they heard can, that. There could be a season two. I've heard it. As a limited series, yeah, I yeah. That way. they've done that limited se- series with HBO, and then all of a sudden it's such a hit that oh look, there's a season two. <laughs> so we'll see. Hey, the, as as with anything, always leave people wanting more. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're really good, you're really good. You leave them wanting a little bit more. So mm-hmm. that is definitely what we'll be uh, seeing. I'm sure on social media after episode six, we'll see uh, people being like, oh what. I want more. I want more. What happened here? What happened here? Can you do another couple episodes? Can you do another season? We shall only see on social media. And speaking of which, can we see you, lovely ladies, on social media? Yes, you may. I'm Janine Doyon, and you can find me all across social media at Janine Doyon. Guys, Linda Antwi here, and you can find me all across social media at Linda is so girly. And you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at the only MC. Thank you guys again for watching episode five of Hulu's series Catch 22 here on AfterBuzz. And speaking of AfterBuzz, go follow AfterBuzz on social media at AfterBuzz TV on Instagram and on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Anywhere where there is content, AfterBuzz is there. Producing after shows, producing recaps, talking with celebrities on red carpets. Go, go, go. Check out AfterBuzz TV. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.